so far. We invite the children forward for the children's message. Good morning. Can you see this picture that I brought this morning? You can see a triangle, can't you? But also you can see a big circle, right? And right smack dab in the middle, it says the word God. Because we know that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all God. But then we also know that the Father is not the Son, because there are three distinct persons different from each other. We know the Son is not the Spirit, and we know the Father is not the Spirit, and all the way around, they're not the same as each other. Now sometimes, when we think about that in our mind, that's kind of hard to understand, isn't it? But I want you to think about a big red apple, okay? And the apple has the outside, and what's the outside called? It's called the peeling, isn't it? And then if you cut it in half, you see inside the fruit, which is the good stuff that we like to eat, don't we, within the apple. And then there's stuff in the middle that we don't eat. And that's called the core, right, with the seeds in it. It's kind of yuck. But that reminds us in nature how God can be a trinity. Because you have the peeling, you have the fruit inside, and you have the core. Well, if you wanted an apple, would you say to your mom or dad, can you get me one of those red things with the fruit inside, with the core inside? Would you say that? They'd say, what on earth are you talking about? Right? If you said to them, I want an apple, you would get all three, wouldn't you? Because they're all together. And you know what? There's another fruit just like it, an orange. An orange has a peeling, has a fruit inside, and then it has the middle with all the seeds. Three parts that we know in the world. There's water, right? And what happens to water if you boil it? It becomes steam, right? And if you put it in the freezer, what happens to it? It becomes ice, right? And if you just put it in a glass, you can drink it, right? Well, water comes in three different forms, doesn't it? And yet it's still water, no matter how it is. And that's the way God is. That's how we can think about him. There are three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and yet they're just all one God, right? Together. Let's bow our heads and pray, shall we? Dear God, we thank you for being who you are that you would, as a father, love us and send your son to die for us and take away our sins, and that you would send us the Holy Spirit in our baptism so we would know Jesus as our Savior and love him too. Bless us and keep us always trusting in Jesus forever, Father, by your power through the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you and have a very blessed day. Because this is Holy Trinity Sunday, right? You saw all the white on the altar? That's pretty cool. Last Sunday it was all red, right? Now this Sunday it's all white. Reminding us that the Holy Trinity, because holy, white is a symbol. God bless you and have a blessed week. You may go back to your mom and dad. In the name of our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's pray. 
Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our rock and you are our redeemer. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The sermon text, <coughs> excuse me, the sermon text is the gospel lesson. Please be seated. If we were to ask the Jews about their religious life at the time of Jesus, they would have said they unconditionally subscribed to the Shema, which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. But it's one thing to pay lip service, isn't it? And it's another thing to believe what you're saying in your heart. If you would ask the average person, do you believe in God? Probably a lot of them would say, well, of course I do, yes. But then probe. What is it that they believe about who God is and what God has done and what he means to them? And soon you realize that they have swallowed all those lies that Satan has put out there in the world and they have no idea how it is that they can go about being saved. That's where the Jews in our text were for this morning. And that's where many people are today. Even within world religious groups and certain mainline Christian denominations that claim they're Christian have made their own God. They've even deluded themselves into the idea that they can be saved by their own good works. That's okay. And old grandma said, when there's no crying in the church, then the church is dead, okay? All right, so. But these people are willing to follow a very pietistic group of people. I've even had people that I visited when I started asking them about their religious life and their attachment to God. You know what they do? They start telling me about how religious their grandmother was or their mother was or whatever. They didn't want to talk about their relationship with Jesus Christ as their Savior and how they could be saved. Well, you and I have to be cautious, too. Otherwise, we get to the point where we begin to think, well, I'm a pretty good person, and because I'm such a really good person, God certainly will let me into his kingdom in heaven. After all, I can recite all the Ten Commandments with their meanings without a problem. I can recite the Apostles' Creed probably in my sleep. But, that's the word, right? But, just having head knowledge isn't going to cut it, folks. That's not where it's at. You see, that's why God told Samuel, when Samuel was sent to Bethlehem to get a new king in place of Saul, what did God say? Don't look at those high, pollutant, handsome dudes, because that's not where I'm at in my book. He said, I don't look at the outside appearance of a man, I look into the heart. And you see, that's where Jesus was in our text for this morning. He was looking into the hearts of those Jews just as he looks into your and my heart every day. And he was sad about what he was finding, 
And he said many times about what he finds in your and my heart, too. These Jews had a heart that was so hard, it was like stone. That's what God calls it in the Old Testament. They accused Jesus of being demonic. That was blasphemy. They were dishonoring him, the second person of the Trinity. Now, you have those people who will say, if I could just see Jesus do a miracle day, then I would believe. Hogwash. Jesus did miracles, and these Jews had seen them. He had preached the way of salvation to them, and they rejected it. Yet when he says, Amen, amen, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death, what's their retort? Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never die. And you see, that's where the crux of the matter lies, doesn't it? Not only for those Jews, but also for you and for me. Because we have to ask ourselves, do we really trust and believe what Jesus told Martha when they were outside Lazarus' tomb? Remember what he said? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and he who lives and believes in me shall what? Shall never die. And the same question that Jesus put to Martha is the same question you and I have to answer every day of our lives. The question, do you believe this? Because you see, either we believe God and trust his whole word and his love for us, or else we don't. The Trinity had determined a plan for your and my salvation before this world was ever created. That's what Paul wrote to the Ephesians in the first chapter. He said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. That just boggles my mind. How God was creating this world, and when he created this world, even before he ever did a single solitary thing saying, let it be, he had already planned out that Jesus would be born of the Virgin Mary, that he would suffer under Pontius Pilate, that he would be crucified and that he would die and be buried just so that you and I could have forgiveness of all of our sins, all the evil things that we think, all the evil things that come spewing out of our mouth, and all the things that we do that we know full well were not godly things because they proceed out of our heart. Isn't that what Jesus said? Satan would like you and me to believe that all of this is a bunch of hooey, that it is a bunch of nonsense and it doesn't amount to anything. He deluded many Christian denominations today and his people to believe that not so true, that some even deny that Jesus ever rose from the dead, that it was just a figment of the imagination of those overwrought disciples 
because what they believed, they wanted to believe, and they believed it in their minds. And I'm here to tell you it's being taught in some mainline seminaries just like that. How sad and how abominable. But you see, either Jesus is who he said he was and has done what he said he did, or else Jesus is the biggest liar and fraud that ever inhabited this world. And his disciples, they're just as bad. If they allowed themselves to be murdered, those 11 men, for something that was a lie, how ignorant would they have been? These Jews are the liars. They're the ones who had been duped by Satan, who's the liar and the murderer from the beginning, as Jesus said, when he went into that Garden of Eden and lied to our first parents and murdered them. You see, you can't trust him. You can't depend on him. And that's why Jesus told these people, if I were to say that I do not know him, meaning God his Father, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Then he added the statement that really threw gasoline on the fire and infuriated them. He said, Amen, Amen. I say to you before Abraham was, I am. Now if you were to look at the Greek, the Greek says, Ego me." It's emphasizing the word I and that he is exactly that. Flashback to Mount Sinai when Moses was standing there before the burning bush. When he asked God, who shall I say to the people that you are? He said, tell them I am has sent me. That's why they were so torqued. Because Jesus was telling them that he was and is the eternal son of God, just as he claimed to be, and as his father had said. That's the truth that you and I confess in the Nicene Creed every time we say it. Very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made. This, this is the Godhead that you and I celebrate on this day of Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because in his love he created this wonderful world, though it's corrupted with sin, for us. In love he redeemed us through the sacrifice of his only begotten Son, so that we might have forgiveness of sins. Stoning wasn't going to happen, folks. There was a cross waiting for him, and he knew it. And in love, Jesus victoriously rose over death, sin, and Satan. <coughs> but that's not enough. He sent the Holy Spirit in our baptism, who implanted faith in our hearts so that we would believe because that's what Martin Luther wrote in the meaning of the third article. That the Holy Spirit has called us by the gospel, enlightened us with his gifts, sanctified and kept us in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Because you and I confess that, as do all believers, we will be raised up with all the dead on that last day, and we will have eternal life forever. That's what gives us hope 
hope as we stand at the graveside of loved ones. That's what Garen's hope to you and to me as we face death in the eye. We can say firmly, with conviction, the words that Luther did of Psalm 118. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. Why? Because Christ is risen. Alleluia. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. <laughs>